toilet. Here we go. I think we're good. No, wait, I'm too loud. Hey, uh, who's in the booth? Don Fennin? Who cares? Hey, everybody, welcome to We Talk Games. This is called the Pack Month. There you go. Pack Month. Waka, 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 Pack Month. I think our volumes are off. Don, who cares? Oh, my gosh. Today, we're going to talk about a game. First of all, I got to put on my pants. I just put the mic up here. Yeah. If I told you what went, what, uh, if I told you what went, oh, God damn. If I told you what went wrong into uh, getting to this point in, in the process of life, you'd probably buy a lead pipe and jump off the roof. Needless to say, here we are, though. That's a good thing. Uh, you know what? It's funny because uh, we're going to talk about a game by Rockola. Rockola. One of my favorite companies. And, uh, I gotta put on my, my underwears and shit. Uh, so, and and uh, last year we talked about a game by Rockola, and I was depressed that show too. But I was depressed for an, oh, I take my headphones. Off. I was depressed for another reason. Well, uh, we actually reviewed Guzzler. Guzzler. I just realized that I was depressed that show too. But the, wait, Nibbler. Nibbler was the game by Rockola. That get the, the the game we talked about. Where we reviewed the Rock Cola Nibbler was on Guzzler because you nibble and you guzzle and all that other type of shit happens. I am Wiggly on the uh, Skype pipe here. We got the Chris Nico Bun. Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, I think Don's going to have to adjust things on the fly. All right, so now I'm least dressed. Now we can talk about Guzzler and Nibbler without things happening. But today we're not going to talk about either of those. We're going to talk about why you don't take a bath with a Pokemon because he peek at you. <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> now, you and I went to the, uh, what do you call that? Music and the, games. The Magfest? That's, that's it. Guy. That's the guy. We saw Magnum. <laughs> do you know Magnum? Yeah, yeah mustache, Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> it's him. It's Magnum. Helicopters. Yeah. This is we're talking about Magnum, the uh, the cover band. I think they might have had some original band. They were big, big back in the Lear Valley here. Bam Bam was another yeah, Bam Bam. If you remember them, uh, I don't. So we're going to talk about 1982's Rockola because it's Pack Month, friends. Pack Month. Pack Month. Waka 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 Pack Month. Rockola. And uh, eyes, we saw at Magfex. Fixed, fucked. They also had a nibbler, actually. A nibbler, they nibbled their eyes. Yeah, there's a lot of rock, lot of rock ola this year. Whole lot of rock ola around the clock olas. I think I called them rock ola. I think I called them 
Shitola. <laughs> and I don't know why I love Rockola. First of all, Rockola, we talk about a lot. I talk about a lot. I talk about a lot about Rockola. All the time. Cola, Rockola this, Rockola that. I'm talking to my mom. We're at a funeral. I'm like, Rockola. Rockola! And then, be, let me tell you about a little bit about Rockola. What's a history lesson on Rockola? Sit around, kids. Sit with your legs crossed here. Gather around the radio. And listen Bring to the- Bring a juice one. box. Get some cookies. Yeah. Get comfy. That's it. Someone starts dozing off. Stick them with a the scissors. <laughs> David Cullen Rockola. See, that's probably why they put that dash in rock. Ola, because people called him Rockola. He started Rockola. He started Rockola in in 1927. Did you hear me? Yeah, that's, that's a long ass time ago. I Rock think they had video games then. 1927. But. Rockola would go on to become a leader in the coin-operated market. They would be innovators, motivators, primators, prime numbers, and salivators. Yeah, terminators, salivators. They would become a leader in coin operation starting in 1927. Do you hear that, Nolan Bush Bush balls? (laughs) Rock motherfucking Ola, 1927. I always love to talk about Rockola games because their name is Rockola. Rockola makes more sense if you take into consideration that they were the manufacturer of jukeboxes and Nibbler Guzzler episode, Kyle Von Kubik mentions the maker of jukeboxes and indeed they did but before jukeboxes they were a manufacturing company that made furniture and basically that was it then furniture leads into jukeboxes in 1935 and then of course the world war ii manufacturing of the m1 carbine so you have that they make guns well that makes sense There's, there's a little bit of shooting in this there's shooting in here there's a lot of shooting in here and not only that you're sort of like a wise guy, and David Kohler Rockala was a fucking smash-nosed wise guy until he turned snitch to get his get-out-of-jail-free card. Now you like them bananas. That's weak sauce, man. Can't, you don't snitch. You, you don't snitch. You don't snitch, but you can't touch that there, Nolan Bushnell. You weren't in the fucking mob, maybe. You were, you were, you were tied to maybe like a swimming pool with your man Speedo on. So then they made that, and of course, uh, after they, they, they used their furniture-making machinery to build the stocks for the uh, M1 carbines, they did the barrel, they did they did the whole nines. I'm not sure if they put them together, though. I think they just made all the parts. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, they were the least productive of all the M1 carbine <laughs> manufacturers. <laughs> Doesn't matter. They made shuffle boards towards the, uh, I guess, the late 40s. 40s and the 50s, they made beautiful motherfucking shuffleboards because they have that furniture equipment. If you have a Rockola shuffleboard, let me know where you live because I'll come over and roll you. It is the 80s and there's time for arcade games by Rockola. Claxers don't need drugs, friends. Claxers don't need drugs. And we had Dave Akers on the show. Uh, if you listen to 100 episodes before this one, you might hear Dave Akers of clacks if you didn't know that it is the 90s and there is time for clacks that was that when i said about the 80s and the things being a month of pack in 1982 we saw rockola with uh, two pac-man takeoffs at both eyes and nibbler which we've talked about both of them extensively just in name alone 
2015, we talked games 135. Hey, Mr. Onalay was in the booth at that time, I think. Oh, I miss Mr. Onalay. But he put in work. You know what happened? He got that fucking taboo, that necklace from the Brady kids, and then, uh, you know. That's why you don't get anything from the Brady kids. No, not in Hawaii. Scumbags. Right. And then Rock Olive also made pinball machines. They made slot machines. And, of course, they made parking meters. Like many video game companies. Let's talk about the making mechanics now that we know about the uh, Rock Olas. Hey! I was up in uh, Tribeca. And, and that's where, uh, you know, Robert De Niro lives. A little bit. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. And did why? you find him? Or I didn't find him somewhere. I wasn't looking. My favorite cousin, Kimberly, and my niece, nephews, they live there. And the same building, the penthouse, Leonardo DiCaprio was supposed to uh, do it for, uh, I think, I think uh, $50 million, some hundreds of millions of dollars, things, because it overlooks the bay, uh, Hudson River. But you're looking at fucking Jersey City. That's not a $500 million view. No, it's not. Yeah, so suck it. Suck it, DiCaprio. He put in a low bid, and they said, fuck you. And then they ended up selling it to somebody else for a lot less because they're dumb. Pac-Man, Namco, of course, 1980. We always talk about it. Namco doing Pac-Man during Pac-Month. 1981, Miss Pac-Man, Midway, without the blessings of Namco, of course. And then 1982, we had Rockola's Nibbler and Eyes. I call Nibbler and Eyes both stage three productions because I can only make it to stage three on both games. Yeah, I'm, I'm about the same boat there. <laughs> Actually, as I made it to stage five, but uh, listening back to the Guzzler Nibbler episode, <laughs> I remember that I could only make it to stage three on Nibbler. It's so hard. And both of them very interesting takes on Pac-Man. With Nibbler, you have, of course, the snake element put in there. Snake, one of the oldest video games uh, to feature any snakes. And then with no. eyes, you're shooting. So yeah. That, of course, leads into the Oopa Oopa in 1987, which we hit that at the top of Pac-Month, you and I. Yep. Uh, and also back in uh, 1981, there was Jungler from Konami, which had both the snake and the shooting elements, which I got—I definitely got the shooting element out of this one. Oh. That's what reminded me. Juggler? Uh, jungler. Jungler, yeah. I'm jungler. also better at Jungler than I am at Eyes, but also pretty sweet. You're a snake, you're running around, you're shooting. You, I think you guys might have done a show on it. If you haven't, you should. I don't think so. And as I mentioned when we talked about Oop Opus, like I said, there were probably many shooting Mazer games that I didn't know the name of, and I guess that's one of them. I got to go play that. How about this? Oh, how about that? No. Oh, that's that's like a twanger. Pluck the magic twanger, Froggy. That doesn't sound... Is that distortion? I guess it is. Pluck the magic twanger. Oh, there it is. Oh, that's interesting. I could do that. Something we haven't done in a long time, maybe. In the realm... Ow! <laughs> Shit. In the realm of gaming history! I was trying these different, you know, effects here. And uh, some of... Uh, karaoke Echo. You see, it's sort of nice and smooth. Yeah. You'll never find anything if you're talking yeah, to me. Bob, Bob's got a little of that K-pop. Do it. Uh, uh, okay, um, let's see here. I want to give it to me. I want to give it to me. It's actually a line. I think they need my help. <laughs> you want someone else to give it to you, or you want to give it to them. Anyway, in the realm of, in, uh, in the realm of gaming. Ow. 
1982, we're talking about 1982, on TBS television, Turner Broadcasting Network system, Turner Broadcasting. Turner, bro, I don't know what the fuck it was. Anyway, TBS. I think it was System. I, I, I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah. 1982, you had Starcade debuted. Starcade. Not interview Starcade. Oh, yeah. Just Starcade, yeah. Hosted by Mark Richard, who didn't give a fucking flying fuck about video games. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's very evident. Do you like sex? Yeah. Do you like to travel? Yeah. We'll go fucking flying. That's a bear joke. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's supposed to be go take a flying fuck, you see. But bear got everything wrong when he told his jokes. So then uh, then you might remember that it was then hosted by Jeff Jigoff Edwards. And uh, what happened is you'd start a question and then they had this uh, line of video games there and you got to play an arcade game and try to amass points and uh, like this there then there. And hey, uh, uh, John... John of uh, Ponch and John of Ponch and John and the Sarge of Chips played Donkey Kong on there. How well did he do? He choked. Go That's to Sarge. He should have brought Ponch on. He should have brought Ponch to fucking wink at him. He would have got a smile the whole time. That would be John. the end. He would have blinded him with those choppers. Starcade.tv, if you want to find out more about that, if you want to find out more about Interview Starcade, uh, look that up, I guess, on the Google, and you'll find out that. Some of the fun interviews that we've done over the years of We Talk Games during its different iterations, and we just yank out stars that we interviewed, and uh, then Kyle and I jib-jab about behind the scenes and some uh, stuff like that there. Got that dirt going on. Got the dirt. Dig it with the dirt deep. <sighs> Hate life. Talking about games. In the arcade, uh, Namco also released Dig Dug and Pole Position. Not uh, Lisa, which after Pac-Man, of course, 1980, and then uh, Dig Dug and Pole Position in 82. Nintendo brought out Donkey Kong Jr. to DKJR, as I like to, I'm able to call him. Taito would release Jungle Hunt. Wait, what's Jungle King and Jungle Hunt? So Jungle Hunt, you wear the pith helmet. Jungle King, you're Tarzan. Jungle King and Jungle Hunt both came out in 1982 from Taito. Now, I don't know why. We're going to have to find out about that. But that was uh, considered the first parallax scrolling game. And I think Kyle talked about something being the first parallax scrolling game. I said, well, wait a minute, Moon Patrol. And indeed, Moon Patrol would come out later that year by Williams. Yeah. And Moon Patrol had that parallax scrolling in as well. But that mm-hmm. too late, you got beat by Jungle Hunt by like a month, I think. And one of my favorite games of all time is Moon Patrol. Not Lunar Lander, which is also one of my favorite games, which is a Vectrix game and completely different. But Moon Patrol, you're just buggy and you got to try to shoot shit. You got two shooters. You got a nose shooter and you got a and you got a head shooter. I think you got a nose. Wait, maybe you don't have a nose shooter. You got a head shooter. And then uh, UFOs go by and uh, meteorites and meteoroids. So if you got hemorrhoids, then you're out in space. And if you got hemorrhoids, then you're in the inner atmosphere. Did I mention I didn't get a lot of sleep? I lost my database, too. So not only that, but the the, the other thing about the lead pipes. Ugh. So that happened. So not only did you do that, but it was also like musical. It was also like one of these Alex Noisy rhythm-based, style games where your buggy would go along to the music, but then you, you could like shoot to the music and stuff. So it was sort of like a Diggy Dug, and Diggy Dug came out that same year, too. Wah-ha! So you could say, 
<laughs> Yucca! That. You'd say, did I mention that I'm dying? Uh, one day, I don't know when. You had Moon Patrol come out that had to tie into like Dig Dug and also to tie into Jungle Hunt. So what was Universal doing there? A little bit of spying, I think. Some talk around the water cooler at the Pizza Hut. Gottlieb released Qbert. Uh, iconic games coming out in 1982. Eighty two was a good year. Including Eyes and Nibbler. Eyes. Never forget Eyes. Never forget Eyes. Keith the Robo Duke was so happy to send me uh, snapshots live of Eyes from the floor of the <sighs> MAGFest. Gave him great joys. And then, I think he was a l- slightly more inebriated than I was at that <laughs> point, I believe. But then the next day, that morning, I said, hey, I'm going to fucking drive down to, to Baltimore. And I did. To play Eyes. And I played Eyes. I didn't play it. I looked at, over a guy's shoulder that was, he sucked. And why wouldn't you? Because you only make it to stage three. Williams yeah. would release uh, Robotron 2048 as well mm-hmm. as uh, the other thing that they released there. And we talked about that on uh, We Talk Games AW last month. Yeah. yeah, we got 32 years before that comes true, too. Can't wait. <laughs> true. And Sinistar and Joust were also released by Williams. So, wow. Yeah, Williams was busy. They got on a stick. Data East released Burger Time. Which, yeah, you want to jump, eat a lead pipe, just play Burger Time. Better remembered than played. It doesn't matter though. You know, you squish a few hot dogs and shit and eggs and stuff, you get them stuck between your burgers, you sprinkle salt on them, you feel good. You feel good. I only get to level one. I don't care. I built one burger. I don't care. I had fun. How well do you do on Burger Time? I get like two levels in. I beat it. Well, I looped it once. I think I had a game. I was playing on the NES. <laughs> You have to because but it, it's, it's so one hard. Of those, it's one of those infinite loopers, so it just oh, yeah. goes on forever. Burger Time, fantastic concept, great play mechanics, the physics of the burgers dropping and their little tiny bounces and stuff like that. Beautiful. And I don't know if you remember the weed, and they released a new Burger Time where you sort of it was like a polygon thing. And, and Taito also released another one of my favorite games of all time, Frontline. Frontline. Oh, Tron came out. Tron came out as well before the movie where you did the four different things. You fought the Supermaster computer, you did the tank, you did the light bikes, speeder bikes and stuff like that. So Tron came out. So if you look at the graphics of Tron, which aren't that great, and then you look at the graphics of um, Frontline, then you'll say, oh my God, what what are you thinking for your favorite game? Well, Frontline was pretty amazing. The controls are very similar to Tron, except without that giant flight stick. You had a... um, you had a spinner knob that would control your gun to go all around your body in all different directions. It's top down, like Commando or um, Akari Warriors, yeah, by Neo Geo. Oh, yeah. So it's like that, way before Akari Warriors, but you do the same type of things. You could jump in a tank if you threw a grenade at it. You could, um, you know, your tank starts smoking, it could blow up. You do a tank against tank, you could uh, throw grenades at people behind the, the fences. So the the spinner knob that would, that would uh, turn your arm around and I can only go by memory because I don't have this set up. I don't have a spinner knob yet. Yet. Uh, so it was sort of like a push-pull, except I think you only pushed, and uh, that would throw your grenade. And then your joystick oh, would move you around. So not a twin-stick shooter, but a, a stick and a, and a spinner knob. So you you're, you could shoot in all directions. People come up and back, and you go... Very funny. It was. It was. It's like a weird. Time. Was, I guess it was World War One. But you're. You know. You're all like uh, these bright 
Pac-Man colors and stuff like that. On a console, you're not going from trench to trench, or what? Are you going from trench to trench? Uh, you could hide behind bushes. Jesus, not, you know, there's certain parts of it I just don't remember. I know that the dudes would come from behind you. They would come out from behind bushes. You could blow them up when they'd be behind. Now, I think there were bushes. They might have been trenches. Can't even remember if you fought a boss at the end or it was just because the tanks would happen towards the end. So go play that. <laughs> Find it in the arcade, though, because unless you have a spinner knob. Oh, my God. We're going long. On the console side of the house, the Atari 5200 was released. Atari 5200. That's the first video game home console I purchased after, of course, the run on Pongs. I bought that at, uh, Jesus, it came out in 82. I bought it in close to 85, not knowing anything, you know, like the NES was just around the corner and, or was that? I can't remember when, did, I can't, who the fuck cares? The, oh, the no, NES no. was 85, I believe. <laughs> right. So, yeah. You... That's right, because it's 7,800, and that's what sort yeah. of put the damper on a 78. 7,800, pretty, pretty uh, cool console. Once again, Atari, those trying to stick with those joystick things that just didn't nope. feel good. And the 5200s <laughs> is, of course, the most abysmal. Also, the Vectrix came out in 1982. The uh, Astrocade, which I love, the Astrocade's a very rare system, and the ColecoVision. In that setting, if you think about the ColecoVision, if you think about the Astrocade, the Vectrix is sort of a different animal. But if you think in that setting, the 5200 was kind of a big step forward. I remember playing Kangaroo, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is almost just like the arcade. Popeye looked very close. But the problem with the 5200 was it was the size of a Wii Fit, you see. <laughs> the power supply block was, well, they, they had a release too, because I think one kept burning people's houses down. But <laughs> in either way, you could use it as you know a George Foreman indoor grill. And of course, those locomotive wheel geared joystick things with the sex toy eraser buttons on the sides those were the biggest detriments because you tried to hold this joystick in your, in your one hand and for the 2600 it was okay because you used your thumb on the one button here's the 5200 you have four buttons there's an upper button and lower button so that's not how your fingers work on the side because they're on the side yeah the, the joystick not- has this gear thing in the middle right it's not how your brain works. It's not how your fingers work. It's not how anything works. No. It's the same A and B on the, the uh, on your thumb side, too. So it's just the same fucking buttons. But anyway, Kangaroo worked and, you know, Popeye because they had one button. One button, uh, Wii Wii action, except with the joystick. So no. <laughs> or whatever that gear thing would be called. I still haven't come up with a proper descriptor for the way that that joystick mechanism worked. Instead of just having a ball that would make contact with four or eight sides, doesn't matter, four or eight sides of, of a negative pole, they had this gear mechanism that, I mean, it was like an analog stick, which was pretty cool, but it didn't work for these games at all. Nope. These, these are games that did not use analog stick. Use their analog dick. So that happened. And on the console game front, uh, I'm going to go with Pitfall and Yars Revenge for the 2600. Yars Revenge. Let's face it. You get your revenge on Yars. What else? Yeah. Well, no, you are Yars, I thought. Or well, you, you're Yars. Right. You're planet Yars. I forget. And you, you were dispatched by the Yarsians because you are Yarsian. I don't know. I don't remember. I have to read no, the it's comic. F and sweet. Once I figured out how you're actually supposed to play it. It does take a little while to f- figure out what the hell you're doing, but yeah, it is. Uh, there's nothing else like it. No. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty cool game. So that happened. We're talking about eyes. 
Ancient Eyes Vanished. Throwback to our uh, top of pack month. The last. Why do we talk about East? Oh, because of Master System, I think, right? That's yeah, right. Pro- yeah, that is how it came in there somehow. You know what? I didn't mention about the Master System. I really wanted to. When Space Harrier came out on the Master System, well, there are two versions. There was a regular version, and there was the 3D version, Space Harrier 3D. I have uh, two sets of 3D glasses. You can't use them simultaneously, but I have a, a, you know, a spare just in case. They came out with a few games for it. You had uh, the best of which being Maze Runner, Chase, Maze... Maze Runner, I'm going to say. Uh, you had a Zaxxon, which was like this space shooter, though. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Zaxxon Space 3D or something. And then there was this Target Earth <laughs> type of name game. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. I wasn't ready for this. Uh, there was this Target Earthy type of game, but you used the light gun and the 3D glasses. So let me just take a one minute to describe these 3D glasses. They were active lenses. Friends, oh, wow. yes, and indeed. So we're talking about 1987, 89, between their active fucking lenses on a 3D gaming console, just like your active lenses. If you have active lenses, that was when 3D TV first started coming out several years ago. Everybody had active lenses. Nobody had the passive, and that's why it costs so much, because the glasses had batteries in them. And what it basically does is it flashes this LCD full cover over each eye and we go back and forth back and forth between your eyeballs and a tv would also flash back and forth in sync with those glasses so that your left eye saw one angle and your right eye would see the other angle but it went so fast you didn't know now here's a technology that existed I don't know, how many fucking years before that and it's the same thing now of course your your glass area that you could look through was a lot smaller rectangle and the, the circle openings were uh, a lot larger but the 3D was just as impressive. It's just unfortunate that was it was on an 8-bit eight, eight console. So uh, that's why Maze Runner Chase game <laughs> looked pretty well. It was funny because when you jump up, you had to jump up at some of these uh, things that the blobs would leave behind. And you jump up and you're, like, your fist and your head would <laughs> be really close to looking like they're coming out at you. Nice. But uh, Space Harrier looked really cool, too, except that because of the technology, like all the, the columns and stuff like that, they had this outer s- semi-transparent, well, it was just really like the blue sky background. So it looked like a, a block instead of like a, a nicely formed circular column and things like this. It, it was a little blocky, but still amazing. And when people see it, they can't believe that this came out, you know, way back in the Wens. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, especially since the NES around the same time was still using the red blue for stuff like Rad Racer and uh, 3D World Runner. Yeah, and even for the Super Nintendo, they used the red and cyan. Um, Jim Powers. Jim Powers, I think that was his name. Why did I even bring that up? It's eyes! Yeah, eyes. <laughs> you're a private eyeball in a fedora, and you're shooting other eyeball eyeballs in a pack maze about the gist of it and you're in search of some hot bow tie action at least in level one i'll let you explain the game chris when i used to play this though because you wore that fedora i always thought that the eyeball was chuck barris from the gong show okay i just got gonged on that jp morgan just gonged me jamie farr was gonging me on i don't know why i i thought that was interesting that he was chuck barris I could I could remember the fedora from 
Chuck Barris. I do re- vaguely remember the Gong Show. I've seen a little bit of it. But. His fedora was was more like uh, the not Sherlock Holmesy, but the whole brim is down, and then he put it way over his eyes, so they like look out his nose. And did you ever watch the show about him? No, um, I, th- I can't remember what it's called, but he's. <laughs> It's based on his book, and evidently he was a spy. <laughs> he went to Russia, and he was a double agent, and all this other stuff. Uh, so, true or not, or whatever, it's a pretty interesting story. Uh, and I'll try to find out what the name of that is. While you talk about ancient eyes vanished. Nothing to do with eight eyes in the NAS, which was Castlevania with a bird and a lot more annoyance. Right. Uh, this is more like the uh, album cover of the Tool album Enema. Got mixed with a gunfight in a knockoff Lucky Charms factory. <laughs> like every level, you've got yeah. these different shapes you're shooting. Yeah. You've got these eyes you're shooting at. I didn't even realize you were wearing a hat, to be perfectly honest. I thought you just looked a little weird, like uh, oh. you had some issues. I mean, that isn't a hat? It might be a hat. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yeah. Oh. Not okay. a bad film. Not a bad film. Yeah, I've heard good things about the film. I didn't realize it was tied into that, though. <laughs> Why would you? Jane Jane, the dancing machine. Here he comes. I'm a Russian spy. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you're going around the maze a la Pac-Man. And the thing is, the ghosts, Pac-Man, they don't shoot you. The other eyes, they can shoot you back. Oh, my uh, gosh. Not in, I think they have similar, like slightly different patterns, kind of like the ghosts do, but they're not as differentiated. And they will be climbing up your ass the entire time. Uh, a lot of it is management. I mean, shooting the bow ties or whatever, that's not a problem. You just shoot them as you see them. And you can shoot the eyes to take them out. But it's a lot of uh, mostly just managing your time to make sure you can get around a corner if you get shot at. Yeah, it's, the other eyeballs are very cheap. They shoot at you, and you don't waka waka eat the bow ties or the stars or the whatever lucky charms. You do have to shoot them in order for them to disappear. Because I was like, why can't I eat these? I remember when I first tried to play these. I'm, I'm going over. I'm not eating anything. And then I, then I realized, oh, you shoot them. And you can shoot them from a distance, too. You're pack pellets or whatever you want to call them the other eyeballs that are shooting at you, and we say i say eyeballs but they're just one eyeball when we say eyeballs it's not like there's two eyeballs is one character each they're, yeah they're not sets of eyeballs they are individual eyeballs <laughs> exactly and they shoot at you and they are fucking cheap not only will they sometimes fire at you and it's very hard for you to get around a corner to duck out of the way of their fireball blasts or whatever the fuck they're shooting out of their eyes well weird concept (laughs) eyeball shooting at you maybe not but when they respawn they don't respond from a central location they can respawn like right in back of you and just completely murder you and it just gets cheaper as you get further (laughs) on the levels because they respawn faster they're moving faster except there's always the one lazy eye usually (laughs) on the left that's true who you can also shoot but he's just hanging out there and the best is when you get back into a corner and you forget he's there and he's like oh hey i'm here too because his shots are just as fast as everyone else he's just slower moving he's like he's taking his good old time i'm pretty sure you wear a hat other eyeballs have eyelids but i think his his eyelid is well either that or it's funky like you mentioned but it it could be a hat i like the hat explanation better uh to be honest it's a little less terrifying oh and by the way i forgot i wanted to start off by saying today we're going to talk about eyes and i only got one word for you Eyes, 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 eyes
Just his yeah. eyes all over the place. That, that's that's really attractive. <laughs> Comic Sans. So what else with eyes? That's pretty much it. There's eight stages. The colors change each time. And you get to level three and you die. Now Maybe the, level five. <laughs> true. I the neat thing about it is where your ghosts would normally come out in Pac-Man. Instead, there's this box that has numbers in it. And you're like, well, how do I beat those numbers? But they're just telling you what stage you're on. Yeah, math's going to get you. I mean, it was based on the, I think it is actually based on the uh, Pac-Man board. And mm. uh, the other thing is the level never changes. The maze is always the same. Right. It's only it's only the eyes that uh, change. The uh, item positions don't change. They just change shape. You got, you got to like, but from bow ties to empty diamonds to full diamonds to... I don't know. It's after stage three. One's a twinkle. There's well, they they twinkle. I, they look like plus signs, and then they turn into X's, and it just it's, it rotates like that. Also, you might be confused about the whole talking about eyeballs thing because if you look at the mezzanine art for eyes, cabinet art, or whatever you want to say, it has the two eyeballs that are worried. Yeah, they're worried somebody might actually play this. They might hold Rock all the responsible. That's all I got for eyes. Yeah, that's really all there is. Is this the end of pack month? Wait a minute. When when you're a sideways eyeball, you definitely look like you got a hat on. Oh, maybe that's your eyelashes that are done in red goop. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Who eyelashes. cares? That makes sense to me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're a lady eye, and these these man eyes are trying to keep you down, fight the eyetriarchy. They do get eye infections as they get like more mad at you. The oh, eyes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They get kind of gross. Yeah, there's a color palette swap. And then when you shoot them, they become these green eyes that roll around in their death pangs. And then they die, and then they respawn, and then you're mad. And it only goes up to eight in the middle of the screen. So like, I guess there's only eight levels. Yeah, That's, I don't know if it's on a loop like Pac-Man or if you just suffer. There's no cutscenes. And also different than Pac-Man, there's no escape portals. You, Yeah, you, you are basically trapped in there. A la, like, Clue Clue Land. It's completely enclosed. Although, no, even Clue Clue Land had the portals. You are trapped. And also, it's not really a maze. It's sort of just like a bunch of cock block it, walls, you know? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a laser tag arena where they just, like, threw up some barriers. There you go. There you yeah. go. Although you can cross the middle in this one. True. You're not trying to play fucking capture the flag with your eyeball. No, you're shooting the flags. Yeah, you're shooting flags. You're shooting your bow ties in the front. I know they're not bow ties either. But I always thought, that's what I thought when I, you know, as I played this when I was younger. I thought, oh, he's trying to get a bow tie to match his fedora. There you go. Maybe they're all supposed to be like very abstract takes on pasta. It's you just a, hate the look of pasta. Mm, I'm, try, I'm trying to put a story into this because there's nothing there. There's no, nothing there. No, we know nothing about why their eyes, why they're mad at each other, how they're shooting, why they're shooting, why one is slow. <laughs> whose head they fell out of right. we don't know we have no idea no clue and i don't think that the booklet told you either just told you how much money you could rake out of suckers that try to play this yeah. and i think the reason i thought it was bow ties and, and a fedora was because i only ever made it to level one so what was your, your one slug we're, we're gonna settle on three i think yeah i think three was the best i did on my uh, on a single play probably my first time i got to three and then did that thing where wow. i started thinking and getting to two every time <laughs> yeah and for like all we're saying before, like it, it seems like there's not much there. It's still an okay game. Oh, it's yeah. not awful. It's not, but there's not much to it. But it's a pure arcade game. You can play it over and over and over, and it only increases in difficulty. So it's not like uh, I got to trudge through level one. I got to trudge through level two. No, it's all it's all a bunch of shit. Oh, uh, 1980 Wizard of War. Why didn't I think of that? 
Wizard oh, of War. Man. I just yeah. thought of it now when we were. I was thinking about shooting and a story. At least you had a story in that one. And Warlock is coming. That one you went around and you shot from behind. And that was that had maze elements. More maze than this did. And those maze changed as well. Uh, and boy, did I put fucking money into that. Holy Christ. I would go down to the V7. When I first was able to drive, I'd drive down there and I'd, buy, I'd go to the tender booth. They had a restaurant there too. A lady in the tender booth, I said, give me $10 and quarters. She'd give me a roll and I'd, I'd put them on Wizard of War. And I, and I finally Damn. found out there was a second stage. Wow. But how complex is that compared to eyes? Because you have a map different types of goblins that come out some that disappear and you have to reappear and then there's an exit and just uh then when the warlock comes out and he got away and then you fight wizard of war and then talking t-rex scorpions and woofs movie taglines if eyes was a movie instead of a video game what would its tagline be like confessions of a dangerous mind its tagline was biographical spy comedy film so, Close enough. Yeah, so what would it be for Eyes? Well, my movie tagline for Eyes would be, Eyes, try to read between the lines. <laughs> because the eyes and the lines. And it's also a line from the song Enema by Tool. Oh. I'm bringing it all together. I'm wrapping it all together. That is a callback right there. Mine would be Eyes. Ancient eyes vanished. <laughs> I never think of a fucking movie tagline. God damn it. Uh, it. Here's T.T. Schmookins with next week's Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. We shall see. Hello, I am T.T. Schmookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly. Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. Dudes, 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 clue. So what's your clue for next week's last week of uh, Pack Month? Pack Month! Waka, 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 It's over. Or is it? What's your clue for next week's game? Uh, my clue for next week is uh, be a sweetie. Wipe the CD. <laughs> I like that. My clue for next week is going to be Oopa Oopa Puka Puka. I sound like one of those Pokemons. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Well, uh, don't be a jerk all the time. Don't you know? And I want to give it to me. I hope I like me. Bye bye.
Pinky on the left of me, pinky on the right. Okay, I can hear myself again. Everybody going out. Saturday night fever. Hey! My girlfriend loves the taste of communion wafers. She loves the taste of communion wafers. Do you think that's weird? I'm going out of your mind. My Batman loves the taste of communion wafers. Do you think that's crazy? Oh, why won't you pay attention to me now? Watch me dance, here I go. Got my savings in my pockets and I go up to the high school. Uh-huh. Oh, my homies there. Everybody wants to come round see how I'm doing. Yeah. Teeny on the left and teeny's on the right. Teeny baby bubbies. Kabade booba. Hanakana punaana. Shanana boo Man that can sing, they did not solve your intestinal problems. Pet fever. 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 Can't see you. How many guesses? I don't know. You called me. Yeah. I'm in a song. You are not going to have diarrhea any longer. In the name of Jesus. I know that's a strange word, but that it just came out of my spirit. Now, where was I? Yo, yo. Turned in to. Uh, Chamberlain, uh, well, Chamberlain, you know what I want. Uh, oh, here comes the, the guy. I, I forget all the things. Oh no, it's Opa Opa, and now it's Do Run Run, and and now it's Eyes, and now it's next week's show. There's a pack, Dinner Thief. Give me it all day. I got a two-day temperature. Rectal thermometer too. I got a rectal thermometer too. I like to clap along the song. I had the dead thing last week. With my arms in my hands. And now doing the Michael Jackson. He said, hit me with the fever. Watch a thriller. Oh, We've seen several people being delivered from the classmate bag, sodium, disability with a child, some type of a learning disability. We've seen many, many children healed. We've seen midgets grow. We've seen arms and legs that stop growing because the growth cells that stop. I don't make this stuff up.